good, God. Thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity, like always. We appreciate this uh, time that you're giving us to uh, preach the word, uh, giving all the blessings that you are giving to us through your word. Thank you for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for everything. We really appreciate everything that you're doing to us and on, on also on us. And thank you for everything that you will be doing today with everyone here. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Okay, um, I want to start talking today uh, with the about the situation of the ears. And the situation it is that I always, I always talk about how we proclaim words in the world that we are facing since we are little kids, how we are sending words to people. The Bible says that depending on your, on your heart, the abundance of what you have in your heart is what you're going to speak. So depending on that, you will speak and maybe you will edify a person or you may be hurting a person. Now, I want to see it from the other perspective. I want to take a look of the person that is receiving the word that is sending the other, per the other person. Because sometimes that person that is sending the word, he don't know if he's really hurting you or he's really blessing you. He don't know. He might be don't have the real intention. He might be don't know really what's going on. Because depending on the way that we are, that we grew with our family or all the situation that we are going through our life, we build ourselves or we get transformed every day, right? So again, depending on that words that the, that person is sending, it might be reflecting negatively or positively on the receivings of the person that is receiving that word. And today I just want to make sure that God is blessing us through his word about how we will manage in those words that we are receiving from the world. It can be the news, it can be a coworker, it can be your family, it can be your relative. It can be anyone you're getting exposed in a daily basis. And whatever they're saying to you, it might be affecting you. And that's the point that God wants to go today and make sure that we can manage that. Because depending on the way that we're managing that, it will be affecting your emotions. And if it's affecting your emotion, then the purpose of God is not going to be in accordance with you today. So right now, the first thing that I want to mention is that hear and listen. There's two differences between those two words. Listen, it means like you are purposely or intentionally looking to hear something. You have the purpose intentionally to hear something. You can say, I listen to the, uh, the, the new CD of, of Mariah Carey, for example. Sorry, no commercials here or anything like that on any of you. So, that's the, that, that's the example. You are intentionally listening to a music. But when you hear something, it's something that you're not intentionally looking to hear. It's something that just happened, and you hear that sound. And we need to understand that. We need to understand how we will manage that sound that we are hearing in our life. God is trying to talk, uh, to, talk to us or speak to us in a daily basis. Also through those persons that I just mentioned before, 
or also maybe through the news, through the TV, through a movie, anything. God can use anything to minister your life. We just need to understand what we are really hearing to edify ourselves. And again, someone is going through a hard situation and it might be throwing bad words to you or deceptions to you, resignations and everything, and, and, and you will, uh, you know, words that it will un encourage you and you, if, if you, don't have to you don't know how to manage that, then the purpose of God, it might be not going to be creating on you or maybe not edifying yourself. That's why God today wants to minister our life and see, depending on us, how we're going to manage those words, how we're going to manage what we are hearing. So today I want to bring you five facts that, that I found really interesting about the, the hearing. And the number one is the ears are always working. They don't have a day off. They're always working. You might be sleeping. Some people also say that even when you are in the last uh, process of your life, your ears still hearing. And some people talk to the person to say goodbye. So your ears never stop. They're always working. They're always moving. They are so sensitive that anyway, when you are sleeping, unconscious, right? If we can say unconscious, if you, if you hear something, you wake up because they are really active all the time. The second fact, it is that the ears help with balance. We know that. Depending on the infection that you can get over there, it will be affecting your balance in your body. The third fact is going to be that the ears self-clean. I know. Don't get to. <laughs> so they, they self-clean. They do that cleaning by himself. They also, when they do that cleaning by itself, think about a filter because that's protecting you to whatever is coming from the outside environment into your ears inside internally. Number four fact is going to be the ears have the smallest bones in the body. They have three, and they are over there, the smallest one. But what, how important is that that you have the, smaller, the smallest bones over here, three of them of the whole body, and they're really so important that it's receiving information from outside to edify yourself. Again, it can be negatively or positively, depending on you today. The fifth one and last one, uh, the earlobes are, con are constantly uh, growing. This portion over here, they're always growing. They never stop. The scientists think that they are really important because they have blood cells and they, they, they help with the blood over here. So that's why those five facts are really important that we can understand because spiritually they can help us to have a really good effort with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and God. So right now, today, I want to go to the story of Hagar. Did you guys ever hear that story? Did I'm pronouncing that right? Hagar. Okay, good. Okay, right now, that story is really important because we will see three persons in this story. Sarai, Hagar, and Abram. Okay? And I'm saying that way because it's before they changed their name to Sarah and also Abraham. So by that time, they still have their old names. Okay, so what happened is that, if you guys know the story, Sarah, she couldn't give birth, right? She couldn't get pregnant. But God 
give a promise to her and tell her, you will have a, a baby. And that's the part that we need to understand. She's receiving that word from God, but she don't believe it. So the filter that she's using, the, the ears, that, is, that word is going through, getting to her head, getting to the spirit. What happened that she don't believe in that word? What happened that she just, in the word of God, and she get desperated, and then start moving forward by her own will, and try to do what is supposed to happen with God, or God's supposed to do on her, and then she's trying to do it by herself. Then he changed the whole story. And sometimes we do the same thing. We get all anxious about it's not happening. <laughs> when is going to happen? <laughs> I need this to happen right now, God. We're trying to get God's place and do it in our time instead of waiting God's time because we already know God's time is correct. She gets ahead of the game and then she say, well, if we get um, Hagar, which is the servant, Egyptian, and she, I can uh, match her with uh, Abraham, and then we can get a baby for those times, that's acceptable. She can get the baby, now the baby will become or became uh, a, a son of Sarai, right? So it's legally in that time. She can do that. But again, she's taking her own will to make that happen. That happened. She made she make that decision. Uh, Abraham did that. And then now, in that situation, I want to go to Genesis 16 so that way you guys can see what the Word of God says over there. Genesis 16. And I'm, it might be not over there, but I'm going to start reading from verse 7. And he says the word of God. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Chur. And he said, Hagar, a slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? And that's the first question that God is asking us today. God is asking us today where you come from and where are you going? Why he's asking that? Because right now, Hagar is not the purpose. It wasn't the purpose of God. I will explain to you later. But that wasn't the purpose of God. That was Sarai will making that happen. That's okay. God will bless Hagar. But right now, God is talking to Hagar because Hagar have in her a promise. She have on her the hope. She have on her the passion that God put on every one of us. She have it over there. You have it in you right now. You have a passion. You have a hope. You have something in your life, as a, a creation that you have inside of you that God already says that you are going to be that. But sometimes we don't believe it. Sometimes we don't trust on that word because of the way that we grew up. Because the way that we're receiving the words from other people, maybe dad, maybe mom, maybe friends, maybe anything you can call. And we don't believe in that because we decide to not believe in that. I'm getting excited here, sorry. So, 
we don't, we don't believe in that because we don't want to. You have the power to believe in the word of God. The enemy is going to try to remove that out of you. That's his work. Your work is supposed to not believe on the enemy. Your work is supposed to believe on God's word, what he say. But then wait for his time. Don't get desperate. Wait for his time. Now, when Hagar gets to that point, the angel asks her that. Because that's not supposed to be your purpose. Where you come from? That's not the path that I'm already destined to you. Where are you going? That's not the path. What are you doing here? The word of God says, I am running away from my mistress, Sarai. She answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. <laughs> the angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her, You are the good who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, the angel, and in, in historically in Genesis, this is the first time that an angel before the human, the, the baby born, is receiving a name. Most likely when, when you give birth, then you give the name of the baby. This time, the angels say it before on time, first time on Genesis, is mentioned that. Also, this is the first time, uh, according to Genesis, that an angel is face to face with a woman, which is in this case our, uh, Hagar. This situation is keeping on her, is letting her know you have a hope. You have a baby. You have a dream in you. Do not quit on that. Do not resignate on that. Because God is giving you a promise. And you, you see the correlation, not correlation here. Sarai, she just said, no, I'm going to take the purpose over here or the will and I'm going to do it myself. Now, Hagar have the purpose of God on her. And now that dream, she's, she's almost quitting on that dream. Because she don't want to... Me, she don't want to deal with this situation with Sarai. And the angel is giving her two things right now. The angel told her, go back. Go back and serve your mistress. Serve Sarai. You have to do that. Because that's the purpose of God. Maybe in your body, in your flesh, you don't want to do it. Or again, you are so desperate about the time and you, don't, you want to take the control of the time and you want to do it when you want. But it's not when, you, when we want. It's when God wants. And we have to wait patiently to that time. Now we have three, uh, the three situations here. We have Sarai taking the wheel. We have Hagar that she just want to quit all the whole purpose. And then we have Abraham, Abraham that he don't want to deal with this problem. <laughs> 
when, Sa when Sarah asked him, he said, Ma, I'm going to return her to you. You make the decision. So, again, the situation here is that we are facing our problems. And sometimes when we have those problems, because we are taking the will, not God, then the problems come in your life and you just want to quit. You just want to res re resign to that and continue walking. Leave the problem over there. And sometimes, like the angel recommend to uh, Hagar, he say, go back, face your problem, face your situation, serve Sarai. That's the purpose. And that will help you to meet the purpose of God. Now, I want to go to Genesis 21. 21, verse 14 through 20. And again, they might be not going to be over there, but um, I'm going to read from 14 through 20. Praise the Lord. The Word of God says in Genesis 21, 14. Now we have the birth of Isaac, which is the brother of uh, Ishmael. Ishmael is the first one, so he's supposed to receive the... Oh, my goodness. Help me here. La herencia. Inheritance. Inheritance. Thank you. He's supposed to receive it because he's the first uh, born kid, right? Now, during the celebration of the, of the birth of Isaac, um, he started mocking, uh, Ishmael started mocking the other, the other brother, right? The half-brother. And then when he do that, Sarah... By that time, it was her already. She decided to move him out of the house. And I mean Ishmael and also Hagar. Second time. You have to take them out of here. Abraham was thinking, this is my promised son. I'm not going to do that. That's my hope. That's, you know, my baby. That's my dream. I'm not going to do that. That's the promise of God. Anyway, God talked to him and told him, you have to do it because God have a purpose with Isaac. That's fine. He, do, he, he did that. He sent Ishmael and Hagar. And then the Bible says in verse, let's go to verse 13. No, sorry. Let's go to verse 15. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Abraham sent them with a little bit of water, sent them, and they start walking through the desert. And it's really interesting because it says, the word says that Hagar, it was on the desert, wandered. She got all confused. She lost the hope. Again, she was a servant. She was in a good place, in a good status of life. She had the hope over there living. She, she's in a good situation, in a good status. And then she said, okay, I'm good to go. Now the life changed drastically on her life. Now she's on the desert with just water and nothing else. And, and her son, that's it. So the first thing that I want to mention is that the, the word wonder it, it means deviated. 
It means that you are getting out of that purpose of God in your life. It means that instead of believing in God, you start not trusting in God. That reminds me of my, of my work experience. I have to work with uh, procedures. If you guys know, you have to follow it. If not, you're deviated from them. And then you're not following the procedures, and then you will get on a problem. So all the documents that I have to create and, and we have to follow, you have to follow. Otherwise, you're going to be in the deviation, and then you will get out of regulations, and then you will get out of control, and then everything will be a mess. <laughs> so it's the same situation. God's, God, God is giving you a word, giving you a path, giving you a hope, giving you a dream, giving you a passion, and sometimes we're not believing on that, and then we're deviating to a different route. Because what we're hearing from other people deceive us. We get out of that purpose. Because we're believing what other people are saying about us. Not what God say about you. Now, what is a desert? We go already know a desert is a, is a state of loneliness. It is a state that you don't have anyone with you right now. She was on the desert and she was deviating from the purpose of God. Now, the water went out of um, her body and also his body. They don't have more water. And I like to go really quick to uh, John 4, 10 to, uh, 10 to 15. And we will see over there what the Bible says about what is the relationship of the water in this situation. So John 4, 10 through 15 the word of God says, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked ask you for a drink, you will have asked him and he will have given you living water. Sir, the woman say, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where you can get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the world and drank from itself, as did also his son and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. That's the water that Jesus Christ is giving to you. The, the figure of the water in the Bible also is the word of God. So I'm just trying to correlate this experience with our daily life in a, in a spiritual way because we need this to be edified and have the victory against the enemy. And it is the water that you need is the word of God. You need Jesus Christ all the time. She went to the desert, DVA, get out of water. Now Jesus Christ is not longer with you. Now the word of God is not longer with you. Because you decide to do that, and now you have problems. The Bible said in Genesis 16, uh, 21, 16 says, Then she went off and sat down about about away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. So she put Ishmael in the bushes. She put it over there, and then she moved away because she's already put the resignation. 
She don't want to continue with her hope. She don't want to continue with the dreams that she have with that baby. And that's what we are doing sometimes in our life when we are believing the words of the world, not the words from God. We resignate. We don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to put my dream over there, and I'm going to let it die. I don't have now Jesus Christ. I don't have the word of God. I don't have anything because I believe what the world is saying or my coworker is saying about or my mom and dad is saying about me or maybe anyone else is saying something about. What is this definition of bushes or bush? It means complain in the original um, Hebrew. In other words, when you're putting that dream and you start complaining, that giving you the resignation from God. And resignation that you don't want to deal anymore with God in your life. The Bible say, 17, it says, God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter, Hagar? Why are you doing this? God already spoke to you. Why, why are you not trusting in the word of God? You already saw the wonders from God. You already see what he, he is capable to do. Why? What's, what's it matter, Hagar? What's it matter with us that we are not believing and trusting on the purpose of God? And also, your dream, your passion, what God puts on you is going to start screaming because the dream is going to do the work of God. The dream that you have in your life, you want to do it. It's just you that you are holding it. You are holding the dream. You're holding the hope. Because we keep believing what we're not supposed to believe. We're supposed to believe in God and what he say. And then we can move forward with the dream. And the dream is scream. And the dream is scream, and then God heard the, scre the screaming of the dream on your, of your life and saying, hey, I heard the, the, the dream screaming. What's going on? What are you doing? And this is the first point that I want to mention today. The angel spoke to Hagar and said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. And it's really interesting because before he born, he got the name God heard. God is hearing him. God is hearing your dream since you have it in you. And now that the dream is out, that it can be uh, created, that it can be with your unity, it can be in a purpose. It can do something in the life which God already destined that dream to, to, to you and to do something in this life, in this world. Now that dream is just screaming and it's really interesting that God is hearing that, that, that he put that name on that uh, kid or son or boy, which is Ishmael. 
Right now, the word of God says the second thing on, uh, on, the, on the verse 18, 21, 18. Lift the boy up. And that's the second point that we need to understand. A second principle. I like to call it principle. First principle, do not be afraid. Trust in God. Second point, leave the boy. Right now, the dream, the hope that we, ha that we have in our life, it might be screaming, you need to take it and lift it. Lift it up. Right now, right now, when, when you leave the boy, when you leave that, you're taking action. You are making the decision to take that dream that God gave it to you and raise it up and say, okay, let's, let's move forward. Let's believe in God and move forward. Right now, I know that sometimes we are living in this world about hearing the wars, watching uh, shows on TV, um, watching the series, all those things. And sometimes, again, they discourage us because we're creating false expectations from those things. We're seeing things on the TV and the, and the, on, the, on the shows, and then we are creating our own world. We say, oh, I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna live that millions, uh, millionaire life or something like that. I don't know if you guys watch it, I'm not gonna mention names, but um, I was watching a show, uh, um, it was a, not a reality, how you, saw, uh, how you call it? Um, hmm, I forgot. No, uh, you know, it's a, a real life situation that happened and it's still going on right now. And it, it is a, a person that he, he, he messed it up a uh, woman's life. So he went to a social media, he posed himself, and then he showed his life of millionaire. You know, showing uh, cars, uh, airplanes, and everything by him, you know, everything really nice, you know, living that life. And then he, he get in love with them, with the girls and everything, and then the girls, um, they, they start giving money to him because he was showing a fake life. And these girls, they were creating a hope. They were creating a dream. This is my prince dream. This is the one that I was waiting for. You know, the guy that have millions, the guy that have uh, uh, nice cars, the guy that he can, you know, buy me anything that I want. And they believe in that, those women. And then they went with him, traveled the world, see a lot of stuff, but he was using the money from another woman. And then it was like a chain of reaction. So now when he finished with the other one, now he's taking money from this one, and now let's go to the next one. And then he keeps living a millionaire life with the money of those women in a daily base. Those women, they get all destroyed because they were owing a lot of money to the government and also the, all the banks. So my point is that we are creating those false hope that we are seeing in the world and he, that hope, it might be not going to be the hope of God. God have another vision with you. He have another purpose with you. And that purpose is going to be really great. It's going to be amazing in your life because you are aligned with the purpose of God. And that's what happened with her because when we are not aligned with the purpose of God and we're taking our own will, then we will see all these um, 
uh, resignations in our, in our life. The, the third point that I want to mention, or principle here, it is that she, on verse 19, it says, sorry, 18, continuation of the 18, it says, lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Take him by the hand. The angel is telling her, do not be afraid. Leave the, 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 the boy, which is your dream, and take it by the hand. The hand is giving you a definition of power, a definition of control. Take your dream and control it. Take the dream, the hope that God is giving you, and move forward. Believe in God. God has that purpose in you. The Word of God also said, and I want to go to uh, Matthew 13, 9 through 15. Matthew 13, 9 through 15. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Thought seeing, they do not see. Thought hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of, of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. I'm going to leave it there. That's the word of God, not my word. So we are receiving that word every Sunday. Maybe on a daily basis you're reading the Bible. Maybe you're in a group or something like that. But sometimes we're not understanding. But it's because we maybe don't want to because we're believing other words. We're believing or hearing other stuff. And it's going over that God's word in our, in our life. But if you have ears, you need to start hearing voice, the voice of God in your life. We need to compromise with God so that way we can go and step by step go and get to that level of the purpose of God and that dream will become true. We need to do that. Leave the boy. Do not be afraid. Take him by the hand. Move forward. And you will see the glory of God in your life. Matthew 6, 22 through 23. The word of God says, God opened her eyes. The eyes is the source. It's where everything comes through, right? Maybe you can ask me and say, well, what happened if someone is deaf? Uh, from their ears, or, or maybe someone is blind, right? So right now, the, the filter or everything that is going through your life, it can be here or here, and then go to your brain. The brain is connection with your spirit, and then your spirit, it can move forward with that purpose in your life. The Word of God says, God opened her eyes, which is the source. The eye is the lamp of the body. 
if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And I'm saying that because when we're going back to Genesis 21, verse 19, it says that then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went as filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Do not be afraid. Leave the boy. Take it by the hand. And then God, it will open your eyes. So quiet today. God's, God, God will open your eyes if we do those three principles in our life. So that way you can see the water. You can see Jesus Christ. You can see the word of God in your life. See the pattern? Desert, loneliness, resignation, no more water. Boom, block. I can't see anything else anymore. Put my dream in the, in the bushes. Let it die. I'm not going to continue with this resignation. And then God is telling you, do not be afraid. Leave the boy. Take it by the hand. And then I will open your eyes. So that way you can see the water, which is Jesus Christ, which is the word. And then we can continue with this awesome life. Last verse, um, 20 and 21. God was with the boy, and he, as he grew up, he lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Param, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Um, also, if we go back to the, to the verse um, four, uh, 13, Genesis 6, when she named that place, she gave this name to the Lord who was spoken to her, you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen, now I can see. Let me name this place, one who sees me. Now I can see because God removed those things out of my eyes, those things out of my life. Once again, the lamp of your body is your eyes, right? So whatever is going through there, whatever is going through here, is depending how we manage that. You will receive this courage from the people. People it might be going to throw you some negative words in your life. Let's continue. Let's move forward. Don't believe them. Believe what God is telling about you. He loves you. He died for you to give you opportunity to be safe. He's doing a lot of amazing things in your life right now. And he will continue. Trust in God and you will see his glory. Going back to Matthew 6, 22 and 23. Make sure what is going through your eyes, what you're believing from God, is the right thing. Because right now when you, when you read the verse 23, it says, but if you, your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. 
if then the light within you is darkness. Read that. It is over there. If then the light within you is darkness. So that means the light is darkness? It's confusing, right? Because it says, if then the light within you is darkness. What does that mean? That means that outside you will see some light. Light from that millionaire guy. There is darkness. It's a fake light. I know, I, I, say that, I say this before. The moon is not providing right their own light. We, we believe that is, is a reflection from the sun. But let's just think about over the night, the moon that is receiving that reflection from the sun is not enough light to light it up everything. That's a light that is still darkness. But when the sun comes in the morning, it's giving you the whole light right now. That's the real light that God wants in your life. The light from the sun, that it can light up everything in your life. Not the moonlight. Because the moonlight is not going to light up everything in your life and in your body. So make sure that we are receiving the right word. Or if we're not receiving the right word, manage it correctly. So that way we can continue in the, in the path of God. And we can see his glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, because we, we understand your word. We, we know that you are doing something through us for your glory, for your purpose. And like you, your word says, you, you were with the boy all the time. And that boy is a representation right now of our dreams, our life, our hopes. And we're not going to resignate. We're going to continue moving forward, believing in you and your word, in everything that you're doing through us. We're lifting up that. We're not resignate, uh, resonated to those uh, dreams or hope and everything that, that you are doing right now in our life. We're continuing moving forward. Thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We declare your word over our life. And also, like James says, we're going to be doers of that word that we are listening, that we are hearing right now. Because you are great in our life and you, you just want to bless us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for uh, everything in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.